Welcome to Emotionally Healthy Legacy. My name is Elizabeth, and here we talk about emotional wellness and motherhood, how to learn to manage our feelings well, how we can show up better for our family so we can leave a healthy legacy for our children. Hello, my mama friends. I am Elizabeth. I am so glad that you're joining me today. Before we start with this podcast, I thought it would be good for you to know my story a little bit, how I got into emotional wellness and why this became such a deep passion for me. I have three little boys under 10, a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a three-and-a-half-year-old. And a year and a half ago to two years, I was really struggling with my youngest son. I kept trying to do all the discipline things that I have learned from books and other resources, which included a lot of parenting, controlling, and punishment, and I did not like the results that I was getting with my son. He was consuming so much of my energy on a daily basis. I felt like the whole day I kept controlling him and putting out fires instead of enjoying my relationship with him. So I seeked help. I went to counseling. My One of the ladies in my support group encouraged me to seek counseling for my little one. And I thought, okay, well, I already have two other sons that I feel like I can manage. Why do I need to go to counseling for my little one? I should have figured this out by now. But I was really, really struggling to a point where I was getting overwhelmed on a regular basis. I went to see a counselor and my goal was to learn how to control my child so he would listen to me and obey so it wouldn't take so much of my energy. What actually happened, I learned a lot about emotions and feelings and why kids behave a certain way and behaviors that when a child behaves a certain way, it's because they're feeling either good on the inside or bad on the inside internally they're either struggling or they're not and one of the examples that my therapist brought up that totally clicked for me the example she brought up she said if your husband plans a date and takes you out on a date and you have a wonderful time and then you come home and sit down on the couch and he says hey hon can you please get me some water Would you get him some water? Would you have any problem doing that? Probably not, because you just had a great time and my emotional tank is fulfilled. I'd probably say, sure, hon, I'll get you some water. Uh, How about the another scenario? If I've been having tension with him all day for some reason or another, if there has been some bitterness or resentment, and I sit down on the couch and he says, hey, hon, can you please get me some water? What would be my reaction? I might get him water, but I would feel resentful and bitter and might even give him some attitude. So that's when it clicked for me. When we are doing bad on the inside, internally, if we are feeling resentful, bitter, frustrated, overwhelmed, sad, disappointed, our needs have not been met, especially our emotional needs, maybe even physical needs, if we are tired or hungry, It will come out in our behavior and we will behave negatively. I did not know this before. I used to punish my kids 
for when they were whiny or not cooperative. And seeing it from this lens really clicked for me that if he's whiny and complaining, there has to be an, a deeper issue underneath why he's behaving that way. I can give you an example. Several weeks ago, we were getting ready in the morning to go to grandma's house for breakfast. And my middle son was not getting dressed. While I was getting myself ready, I asked him to get dressed several times and he was just not doing it. He was sitting on the floor and whining and just not listening. After several times, of course, as a parent, I got frustrated and my automatic parenting. So we all have automatic parenting that comes out under stress. My automatic parenting would be to threaten him, go get dressed or else you will not be able to have some sweets at grandma's house because we had some time pressure and we were trying to get out the door by a certain certain time so we would have enough time to eat breakfast over there. I started to get frustrated and then I remembered, what if I ask him what's going on? There has to be a reason why he's not cooperating because he loves to go to grandma's house. He loves to have breakfast at grandma's house. Something's going on that he doesn't want to get dressed. So I got down on his level and I said, hey, Matthew, can you please tell me what's going on? Why are you having a hard time getting dressed? Because he's obviously able to do it on his own physically. And he was quiet. So the next question I asked him was, what are you feeling right now? Because that's something normal in our house right now. We do talk about feelings a lot. And his response was, I'm sad. Then I ask him, why are you sad? And he responds, I miss daddy and I'm sad. That helped me see things from a different perspective. As an adult, how do you behave when you're sad? Typically, you're not as motivated to get stuff done even if you maybe get good results, right? Like you get to do something fun afterwards. When we're feeling disappointed or sad, we usually don't behave at our best. So I go down on his level and I asked him if he needed a hug and he did. And I, I validated his feelings and empathized with him and I helped him get dressed. Because now I was able to see that he was struggling internally. He was not misbehaving on purpose to get me upset or to cause frustration for me. He was actually struggling internally. And as a parent, realizing that, recognizing that, being able to get down on his level and meet his emotional need in that moment, for me, that has been transformative. That took me almost a year to get to. It did not happen overnight. That is something I had to practice over and over and over and over again with a bunch of failing in between. When my kids are not behaving the way I want them to do, my typical response is to be able to control them and to get them to listen to me instead of figuring out why is he behaving a certain way. There's gotta be a reason why he's not listening. There's got to be a reason why he's whining. Is he tired? Is he hungry? Is he overwhelmed? Because a five-year-old is not going to tell you, hey mom, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Therefore, I am whining and complaining. He's feeling overwhelmed and it comes out in his misbehavior. And it 
how often do we just punish them for that? We send them to their room. We say, go upstairs, stay in your room until you figure out how to behave better. Well, if you think about it, he is struggling with an emotion that is really overwhelming. He does not know how to handle it. And we're sending him to his room to figure it out on his own. He already doesn't know how to figure it out. That's why he's misbehaving. Anyways, I have learned information about how our brain works, what happens with our brain when we are acting in negative ways, how to help our brain shift back to responding in a positive way, children's behavior, adult behavior, and feelings, so much about feelings because for me that was so transformative. The parenting that I used to do before with my kids that involved lots of discipline, control, punishment, that actually was leading to more tension and frustration on my end instead of building a closer relationship with them. I'm a person that loves emotional connection. Oh, I thrive off of that. And for me, especially having three boys, I wanted to have an emotional connection with them where they could talk to me and share their feelings and hard times and we can connect over that. Because typically, people that um, we spend time with, if we just share all the happy things with them and all the happy emotions, we don't connect with them on the same level as we could if we actually share our pain points and our struggles with them. If you think of a safe person that you um, can come to for anything, who are they? And how do they respond when you share your struggles with them? Typically, they listen, right? And then they validate your feelings, that what you're feeling and going through is valid. They empathize with it. And they probably even support you and help you through this. That's how they became that safe person. That's the kind of mom I wanted to be for my kids. I wanted to become that safe person. And I felt like I was missing a puzzle piece before. And once I learned all this information about emotional connection with your children, it was transformative. Of course, I'm human. My kids are human. We still have super, super rough days. But overall, instead of having constant tension with my kids and feeling constantly overwhelmed by my kids, I feel like my relationship has shifted into a much better type of relationship where I have connection with my kids and I can get to their hearts. And it all comes back to feelings. Yesterday for us was a really, really rough day. I honestly don't know what was in the air. I actually, literally, (laughs) I googled if it was a full moon because all my kids were not doing well. My husband was home. We were trying to do homework. They were whining. They were complaining. They were not cooperating. I could not figure out what it was. And we still have rough days, but this is not how most days go. Most days, my kids behave much better than they used to. I don't feel like I have to punish and discipline them all day long. And it's because of the way I shifted the way I parent. The first thing that I learned 
is that in order for me to show up well for my kids emotionally, I first have to take care of myself. I will not be able to show up for my kids and meet their emotional needs and be able to see it from a perspective that they are struggling and they need my support and help if I am not doing well emotionally. So first, I need to meet my emotional needs and learn self-care, how to take good care of myself. For me, that involves getting up early in the morning before my kids do. I have noticed that that completely transforms the day and how I respond as a parent if I fill up my cup first. In the mornings, I connect with God, I pray, I read, I have a gratitude list, I journal, I lay down and I do some deep breathing and that calms my nervous system down and that is something we will talk more deeply about in the future podcast because that is an enormous skill that I use on a regular basis when I'm feeling frustrated and overwhelmed with my children so I can calm myself down so I can respond better. When I spend that morning time by myself without any interruptions, my day is much better. Sure, there's still hard days. We still struggle as parents. Things come up, life happens, but I am able to respond much better majority of the time because I have met my needs in the morning. I did not think I struggled with patient issues until I became a parent. And the parents I did talk to who were openly able to talk on this topic, they personally thought they were also patient people until they became a parent. It's amazing how much patience your kids test in you once you become a parent, starting out when they are little tiny newborns. You get overwhelmed and frustrated and even angry even at such little ones because they take and take and take and take and take from you and you need to fill up your cup so you're able to give that to them. The second thing that I learned is that I need to learn to manage my difficult emotions in the moment in a healthy way so I don't blow up, so I don't yell, so I don't get sucked in into my kids' anger, frustration, or meltdown because that is so easy to do. And that is something that I would do on a regular basis before. I would easily get sucked into their emotion and easily get frustrated and react in a negative way. And I knew that that was not helping in my relationship with them. So I wanted to learn a different way. So the second thing I had to learn is how to manage my difficult emotions in a healthy way. What I have noticed is that when I do fill up my cup in the morning and I have self-care in the morning, my emotions are much more grounded during the day. I don't get frustrated and overwhelmed and stressed out as easily as I would when I don't spend that alone time by myself. The next thing that was really important for me to learn was what is going on in a person's brain when they are experiencing difficult and challenging emotions and why it is so hard for us to make positive choices in the moment because we know we shouldn't do this or say that or respond or react a certain way. But when we are frustrated and under stress, 
how often do we say things we don't mean that we regret later we react in a way that we don't normally would if we're feeling well internally learning what our brain does when we are feeling overwhelmed and how to get our brain back to our thinking brain was so valuable for me to learn the next thing i had to learn was how i can respond to my children when they are struggling emotionally and when they are experiencing either a tantrum a meltdown when they're frustrated or angry because what i used to do especially with my oldest anger was a very uncomfortable emotion for me i would just send him to his room i say go to your room i can't do this right now just go to your room because his anger was so big and powerful i felt like out of control and i could not manage and control his anger and I would get sucked in into his anger. So learning how, how to manage my emotions and then learning the skills to help my kids calm their emotions down without shutting down the emotion. And why that is important is because we should be able to express our feelings. It's actually really good for us and that's how we connect with people, especially when we when we express our difficult emotions but there is a helpful way to do it and there's a hurtful way to do it and most of us grew up in families that did one or the other we either grew up in a family where one parent or maybe even both parents did not handle their emotions well and it ended up into screaming yelling anger outbursts maybe even to the point where you had to hide as a kid because those big feelings were not managed well and there was a lot of hurtful things done and said or maybe you grew up in a family where things kind of seemed really calm but you were not allowed to express your feelings especially your challenging feelings you were taught to shut them down you were taught to stuff them maybe even told that it's sinful for you to have anger and frustration and sadness and you're not allowed to feel that so you have learned to just stuff those feelings down and you became kind of like just mellow and neutral with feelings and what happens with those people they either experience a lot of anxiety because anxiety often comes from unprocessed emotion a lot of unprocessed emotions or even depression because that's stuffing a lot of emotions down and not processing them a lot of difficult challenging emotions so most of us either grew up in one type of family or the other very few people actually nobody that I came across in my circle of friends who grew up in a family who had parents that taught them how to manage their emotions in a healthy way without taking it out on others and hurting others or stuffing it on it on the inside and what happens when we do stuff emotions on the inside we don't manage them well we either become an emotional eater or we develop other sorts of addiction being on your phone or watching Uh, Netflix or um, TV for a long time to avoid the uncomfortable emotion is extremely common and that is something that maybe some of us even saw in our family of origin. Our family of origin has so much to do with who we are as adults, enormously. 
watching our parents, how they respond under stress, how they managed our emotions, that's what we learned. That's how we were taught to manage feelings. Either it was explosive or it was stuffing down. And explosive hurts other people and stuffing down ends up hurting you in the long run and other struggles. Also, when you stuff your feelings down, you don't know what you feel. Over time, you become a person that does not know what they feel. I may ask you, hey, what are you feeling? And your response would be, I don't know. And you're not even lying because you truly don't know what you feel. You've never been allowed to feel. And that is difficult because that prevents you from having an emotional connection with other people. For instance, in marriages, if there's a spouse that always stuffs their feelings, they will have a hard time connecting with their other spouse. For me, it is really important to have a close relationship with my kids. And the parenting I approach, I grew up in, and the one that is the traditional parenting approach, do it or else, um, that involves lots of punishment and disciplining, shutting down, sending to your room, timeouts. I have realized that for me, I wasn't getting the results I wanted. It was still constant battle with my kids. We were coming back to the same thing over and over again. And I realized it wasn't actually bringing us closer together. It was tearing our relationship apart. That close intimacy and connection that happens through sharing feelings, especially the difficult, challenging feelings. I wanted my kids to obey to me because they wanted to obey, not because out of fear that I will punish them, spank them, discipline them, take things away, but because they have a good relationship with me. For example, my husband and I get along really well, and I want to submit to him because we have a good relationship. It's not hard because we get along really well. But if there's constant tension, there's resentment and bitterness, it would be so much harder to be submissive to him because of that tension in the relationship. So in order for me to have a good relationship with my kids, the one where we connect and grow closer together, I learned that I need to be sharing my feelings and I need them to be sharing their feelings, but in a helpful way not a destructive way because if you just yell your feelings at the other person and scream at them i'm angry get away from here or whatever it might be that's not helpful that doesn't bring you closer together going through this process i've learned that i first need to focus on myself teach these skills to myself so i can learn to manage my own feelings to express them in a helpful way as well as teach my kids how to manage their feelings and be with them in those difficult feelings. What I mean by being with them in that feeling, for example, if your husband comes from work and you've been kind of having a rough day with the kids, you're frustrated, you're irritated, you're snappy, and he tells you, hey, what's going on? Why are you so frustrated? Just cool off, go take a break, or calm down, it's no big deal. Is that helpful for you? It probably isn't. For me, it's not. I'd probably get even more frustrated and irritated. Being in the emotion would be, for example, he comes home from work and he says, hey, I see that you're frustrated. Can you tell me what's going on? 
and I can tell him this and this and this happened, so I'm really frustrated. And his response would be, okay, how can I help you? Is there anything I can do to help you? That is being with somebody in the emotion because when someone is with you in the emotion, it becomes a lot less overwhelming and it's not as overpowering. So to recap, I had to learn first to take care of myself because if I did regular self-care and put myself first, my emotions didn't get out of hand to begin with. Second, when things still got frustrating and overwhelming with my children or with life, I had to learn skills to retrain my brain to respond instead of react in the moment. Next, I had to train my kids or explain to them and teach them over and over again helpful ways to deal with their emotions and get comfortable in being with them in those big and uncomfortable feelings. This is not an easy way of parenting. It's not. It's a lot more intentional. It takes more time. It takes more effort. It takes more energy. And that's why I need to take care of myself to be able to give that energy towards this. If I don't take care of myself, I run out of energy really quickly and I will not be able to show up for my kids in that way. And for me personally, my value is the emotional connection with my children and the spiritual relationship with them and the Lord is way more important than for them to play sports and instruments. That's just my value. You do you if you see other things that are more important for your family. That is your choice and that's a decision you get to make for your family. But for me, I value the emotional intelligence and managing feelings and teaching my kids these skills and practicing them way more important down the road when they're 25 and they get married and it affects their relationship with that person. I know that this is all new. This is a completely different perspective. And for me, it was scary to change my way of parenting because all I knew was the discipline and the punishment and the consequences. And I still use consequences for sure, but just the way I parent, it's more focused on the relationship instead of constant punishment and discipline. Join me next time when we talk about how our brain works and why it is so difficult to respond positively in the moment even though we know that we want to respond in a positive way and what we can do to help our brain stay more calm in the moment. See you next time.